Welcome back to the Gathering Place of All Nations. This Monday night, Pastor Tom Pavetta talked about how all things are yours according to the Word. I can't wait for you to hear this one. How many want to go more into God where we've never been? You ever used to watch Star Trek, you know? You're going to boldly go where no man has gone before. Come on, we have to boldly go, come on, where we've never been before. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's sometimes it kind of, kind of has to reshape our thinking, you know, because the Bible says, for if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things are become new, 2 Corinthians 5.17. And we have to realize that we're new creatures, but we keep living out of the old man instead of the new man right? And, and it's easier to see ourselves in the old man rather than who we are in the new man. And if we start preaching the new man, you know, I find out that what you keep preaching, people will start believing. And if you keep preaching the old man, you're going to keep believing you're the old man. But if we start preaching who you are in the new man, you'll start acting like it. Come on. Hallelujah. Like, you know, the Bible says by his stripes, you were healed. We're people of faith, right? And so faith is believing what God says and speaking what God says and acting on what God says. So if, uh, if we, we believe that by his stripes you were healed, we start speaking that, right? And uh, we don't speak so much, you know, it's not that we don't, uh, we don't deny what's going on within our bodies and in our circumstances, but yet what we do is we start looking to God and say, Lord, I'm going to start believing what you say because, you know, when there's a storm, Jesus says, peace be still. He doesn't speak that there's a storm in the midst of him. He doesn't speak that there's lack in the midst when he says feed them. He speaks the supply and the provision. So what he speaks, come on, starts to manifest. He starts going towards. And, and don't worry. You say, well, what happens if I try believing God and I fall? Don't worry. Peter started believing God. And in the midst of him believing God, he started to sink. But then look what happened. He said, Lord, help. And he brought him back up, right? So I, I, I'm telling you tonight... We're getting back up, and we're going to go where we've never been before. Amen? Come on. We're going to start believing God. And when you start believing God, you're going to go where you've never been before. You're going to start speaking what God says, you know, believing what God says. Thy word, I like what Margaret says, thy word, which is truth. We've been leaving too much lies. I found out that if you believe a lie, the lie will operate too. Come on. If you believe the lie, the lie will operate, and the lie reveals itself as truth sometimes. And don't think that we're not susceptible to believe in the lie because the Pharisees, come on, and the Sadducees, the people, doctors of the law, studied the book, and they studied day and night, come on, the book of the law, and they believed the lie rather than the truth. They couldn't see truth. And, they, and, and I love what Jesus says. Truth is more than just a doctrine. It's a person. He says, search the scriptures. They speak and testify of me, but she won't come unto me that she might have life. So, Father, we come tonight. We open up our hearts. We open up our minds. Father, we thank you that your word is like a fire. We thank you that your word is like the hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Break and chip away, Lord, uh, uh, blockages that we build up and we become hardened in, in our hearts. Because, Lord, we, we've been discouraged, and so those areas become hardened. But, Father, I thank you that your word will come forth and break those areas. Because just like the artist does and chisels away at that rock and finds a masterpiece out of there, we thank you that there is a masterpiece within us that your word says that there is treasure in our earthen vessel. And it is Christ in us, the hope of glory. So, Father... Let your word chisel out the glory of the Son of God that is within us. And we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory and the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Come on. Christ in us is the hope of glory. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. 
So I want to make you a believer tonight, and we have to, and in order for us to be a believer, we need faith, right? And how do we get faith? Faith comes from hearing, hearing the Word of God. I always go back to faith. I don't know why. I think, but the Bible says that the just shall live by faith, right? And so if we're going to live by faith, walk by faith, not by sight, then we got to start talking faith, right? And when you start talking faith, what you're simply doing is speaking what God says. But how many of you know you cannot speak what God says unless you know what he says? And unless you know what he says, you can't speak what he says, right? So I found out that you have to go into his word. Remember Jesus, when he prayed, he said, thy word is truth. And it's like this. Remember the leper that came to Jesus? He came to him and says, Lord, I don't know if you're willing, but if you're willing, you can make me cleansed. You can purify me, right? And he didn't know it was the will of God, right? So you can't come boldly to God and believe God for something that he didn't say, right? Because the Bible says in 1 John 5, it says that this is the confidence that we have in him, that we can have confidence when we pray, we can have confidence, and this is the confidence that we have in him. You can turn, if you turn up there, 1 John 5, 14, 15, it says this is the confidence that we have in him. That's why, thank God, Jack is back because he puts me back on the verse and the number, hallelujah, keeps us sharp. But this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, anything according to his will, he, what, hears us, right? And if, he, if we know that he hears us, we know we have what we desire. Somebody got it up there, hallelujah, going to make you work hard tonight, hallelujah. But we know that this is the way, you can find that in your word. Hopefully you turn there, right? So you, yeah. th you find out, come on, because I could just tell you something that you can, you can just believe it, and it's not true. I can say um, apples are oranges, oranges are apples, but it's not in the Bible. <laughs> so, you know, you could say all kinds of things. But, but he says, okay, watch, this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, right? So if we don't know it's the will of God, how can we be boldly, how can we have confidence? Now, confidence is not arrogance, right? Because arrogance is your confidence in yourself, that you can do it. And come on, we don't have confidence in ourselves because we know what we do. We do through Christ, right? So someone might look confident and might seem arrogant, but they look confident, right, at the same time, but you've got to find out. Only God knows the heart, hallelujah, and he searches the heart, he knows, but you can be confident knowing when you know it's the will yeah. of God, yeah. come on, that you know that you have the petitions that you desired, but, but there's so many dimensions to go, and help me, Holy Ghost, to even go here, hallelujah, because there's so many ways to, that you can take this, and so, um, I want to show you something here. Here's, here's just a, an, an example. Here's just a, 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 let me just try this little bit of an example. Okay, here's, I have $20. And my will is to bless whosoever, that whosoever believes in him, right? So I want to bless whosoever. So this is my $20. My will is to bless whosoever, right? So I'm not a respecter of persons. I love you all the same. I wish I had a 20 for each and every one of you. Hallelujah tonight. And I wish you, I think you everybody who's ever, oh, there we go. That's what I was looking for. That's what I was looking for. Hallelujah. I was, I was going to edge it on a little bit more, but there's a person of faith. Watch out. Hallelujah. Watch out, powers of darkness. We got a woman of God here. We got a person of faith, hallelujah. Because faith will move mountains. And see, hold on, did you see? I said, this is my will, right? My will was to give, to bless. It was for whosoever. I love you all the same. But did she have to perform? Was I looking for a performance? Has she been good? Or had she been bad? It was not measured. It was my heart to give and, and I said, you know, I respect and want to bless and love you all without respect or persons, but it's whosoever. So now she got it. Now watch this. Maybe, maybe you needed that $20. Maybe, okay, let's just pretend you needed that $20. But I've already given you the will, given you the promise, and you took it. 
Now, what if you start praying, Lord, give me that $20. I need $20. And, and we're listening to her. Now watch, we're all in this together watching her. And you're saying, Lord, give me that $20. Give me that $20. Give me that $20. What, what are you going to think? Talk to me. Somebody here is going to think something's wrong, right? Because you what? Because you, you've already taken it, right? So how many received Jesus into their hearts? You got Jesus. So how many know when you got Jesus, you know, you, you got the full package? Come on. What if you need Jesus plus, what plus can you add to Jesus? What can you add to Jesus? If you got Jesus, what, if you need healing, where are you going to find healing? In Jesus. If you need $20 cash, <laughs> where are you going to find that? Jesus. Come on, if you need some joy. <laughs> if you need some joy, where are you going to find that? Jesus. Come on. It, whatever you need, righteousness, peace, and joy, come on, in the Holy Ghost, you've already got it. Now, what if, what if we've been praying and asking God for things that we've already got, hallelujah, come on, that you've already got it. Now, Hebrews 11.1, 1, do we got it up there? Hebrews 11.1, 1, what does it say? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of not seeing, right? The evidence of not seeing. Faith is now. Come on, if it's not now, it's not faith, right? And, and it says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is because he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So what pleases God? Because you prayed? Because you worshiped one hour? Now, these things are good. You know, God likes when we pray. We're not negating that, right? But what really pleases him? Because when we praise him we're, we're, and we're worshiping him, we're loving on him. So, so of course, that, that's a reciprocal, right? That's relational, right? So you can do things in a relationship, you know, that, that, that's good to one another. But I think the highest, uh, uh, highest form of relationship is when you have trust in one another. Because if you don't have trust in a relationship, we're, that, that's not just marriage, that's friends, come on, family, whatever. If you don't have trust and confidence in one another, it breaks it all up, right? That's why faith is the highest form of worship, because you're believing God. And, you're, and it's pleasing to God. And because God's now saying, hey, he's believing what I said. Because the Bible says in Numbers 23, 19, it says, God is not a man. Do we have it up there? Just turn there. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. For what he says, he will do. And what he speaks, he will make good, right? So whatever he says, he won't lie, right? And whatever he speaks, he's going to to make it good. Now, I want to show you something that you got here. Go with me to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. That's not fair because someone else had it here last week and the words were up when Pastor John was preaching. It's not happening to me. Someone got a problem over here. Hallelujah. I just called my Italian brother over here, cousin, uh, cousin brother here. <laughs> we'll fix it up. <laughs> it's not working tonight. That's okay. Well, then you have to go into your Bibles. Hallelujah. We got it working? Okay. It's okay. If it doesn't work, I forgive. I'll forgive. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Ephesians, Galatians. Wow. Even, even if it's back up, because it's just so good all over the place. Oh, Lord Jesus, this word is so good. Watch this. Uh, even go to Galatians chapter 1. Um, Verse 3, look what he says. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins. Watch this. Who gave himself for our sins. It, now, what's that? Future tense or past tense? Who gave himself for our sins. Why? That he might deliver us from this present 
evil age or present evil world. Come on, present evil age or present evil world. Come on, glory be to God, who gave himself, come on, and it says, according to the will of God and our Father. Glory. I want to make some believers here tonight. You know why? It, 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 sometimes it stuns you because it sounds too good to be true. But listen to what he says. Listen to what he says. Come on. You want, that's why, Mary, uh, Margaret, that was such a good word, you know, the truth. You ever watch that movie with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson? He says, you can't handle the truth, right? Because the truth was powerful and potent at that time, you know, and it had a, a certain... Uh, background and emphasis to it, but it's powerful sometimes. But look how powerful just one verse of Scripture is. Right there is your miracle. Come on, right there is your breakthrough. Look what he says, who gave himself. He's not going to give himself. Come on to you. He gave himself for your sins. Come on. So the power, if the power of sin, that means the power of sin is broken in your life. Come on. And if sin tries to creep in, come on. Romans 5 says, grace will abound. Glory be to God. And grace always superabounds. But look what he says. He gave himself for our sins. He's been given to you for the sin, the power of sin broken over your life. Watch this. And delivered you from this present evil age or this present evil world. Isn't that powerful? That means you are delivered, come on, from whatever the powers be of this world, come on, that tries to put itself over us. Government, come on, policies, rules, laws, legislations, glory be. It don't matter what they're planning over there, come on. Because man, what do you expect man to do that don't know the Spirit of God? What are the course they're going to plan that stuff? What, what does a sinner do? Sin, hallelujah, come on. But glory be to God, we who walk with God, greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. But look, he gave himself that you're delivered. Come on. You are already delivered before anything ever came into your life. Isn't that powerful? Before your prime minister, come on, before the House of Commons, before they even set up anything against you, you were already delivered. Come on, glory be to God. That's where faith starts coming in. You've already been delivered. And so you've had that $20. We're saying, God, oh, deliver me. But you've been delivered, glory be to God. All he wants you to do is please him and stand up and say, oh, thank you, Lord. Glory be to God. Thank you that I've been delivered from this present evil world. Now watch this. Now say, well, 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 that sounds crazy. Well, go back in the book, and you read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember? They wouldn't bow, come on, to another god. They wouldn't follow the laws of that land. Come on. And the laws of that land were set up against them that they were going to put them to death. So what are we going to do if they legislate something to us that tries to put us to death? Glory be to God. What are what you going to do? Come on. But hallelujah, you take Galatians 1.4, you say, glory be to God, thank you, Lord, that you deliver me from this present evil age according to the will of God and the will of our Father. So we know it's his will for us to be delivered. And so before the plan of wickedness came up, you've been delivered. And so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I love what they said. They got caught, come on, they got caught because you get caught Right? When you're serving God, we're going to be exposed, but praise God, who cares? Because let God be true and everything else be a lie. But watch this. They go to the fairy furnace, but I like what they said to the king. They said to the king, watch this, king. You know what? The God that I serve, come on. The God that I serve is able to deliver. Come on, that's what he says. The God that we serve is able. I'm looking for some faith in this house to believe. The God that we serve is able to deliver. Come on, and, and watch this. And even so, O king, even if he don't, we still ain't going to bow. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So even, come on, if he don't, but he will because he's faithful. Wow. And remember when they came out of the fiery furnace and they didn't get burned? And I love what the king says. Wow. Look at the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Changes the word of a king. Powerful. Powerful. I've seen it before. I share it. I always come up in testimony, but I'll share it just quickly. 
when Monica needed a job one time into the school board and uh, she wasn't qualified because she didn't follow the laws, the legislations of getting that job. But I said, who cares? God, if God be for us and that's your job and that's what you want, we're going to pray and you watch and see what God's going to do. And sure enough, we prayed and she got into a job she was not legally supposed to get into. Glory be to God. But how many know laws can be changed? Laws can be changed. Laws were changed. God put her in. Glory be to God. She got what she wanted. So I'm telling you, don't matter what goes on, this is the only law book that's out there. And, and if, you, if you've ever been uh, encountered any type of courtship law, um, any type of uh, thing that you have to go to courthouses and stuff like that, you know, I've had a friend that's a good friend of mine, a lawyer. Um, I, you know, I'm going to court soon too myself. Hallelujah. But... I, was, uh, I, I wasn't speeding the way that the officer said, so there's a discrepancy back and forth, hallelujah. So we're going to find out what the law says. And so, I don't know, some other person tells me, well, you can fight because of this reason and that reason, and according to the police officer, he says, this trespass is against me, so we'll see who's going to win. Um, but watch this, too. I remember one night we were on the way home uh, from, a, from a church conference, and and I don't know, I think my foot's heavy because sometimes when I'm driving, I go fast, right? So that's what, I can't help it, right? So it gets, and then the, the police, I'm there, oh Lord. So, so I, did, I did confess your sins, right? So I said, okay. He came in, took my license plate, registration, went in. Everyone in the car, Lord, Lord forgive me, I'm a sinner. Hallelujah, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Even though I don't believe I'm a sinner because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but I, I made a mistake, right? But, you know, and so I said, Lord, I made a mistake of this and that, whatever. I said, I'm wrong. Forgive me, forgive me. And then sure enough, he came back. I said, well, we just came back from church and, and we were like on the way home. And he goes, don't ever use that church stuff against me. And he goes, here, go and get out, right? But he had the right, come on, to pr prosecute me and give me a ticket. But glory be to God, God is so good. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? So you can, you can see, so God changed. So look, he's delivered you. Come on, he set you up, he's delivered you. Watch Galatians chapter three. Galatians chapter three. This is so good here. So you have to go into the book and find out what it says. Galatians chapter three, verse 13. Christ, if we get up there, Christ. Somebody read out loud, ready, read out loud, everybody. Christ. Christ is going to redeem you from the curse of the law. Christ will one day redeem you from the curse of the law. Christ has, maybe at some future day. Maybe if you fast and pray, he's gonna. Uh, well, how did he do that? How did he do that? Oh, there we go. <laughs> he, he became a curse for us, hallelujah. Come on, and, and for it is written, cursed is everyone. Christ has, because haven't become a curse for us because written curse. When did Jesus die on the tree? 2,000 years ago. Is that true? Maybe a little bit more. Yeah, maybe more 2,000. The Bible says even before he was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Isn't that powerful? That, that, this is why I'm telling you when you start thinking of a God, how awesome and majestic and mighty he is. Watch this. You can have church on a Sunday this is how mystical, yet supernatural, yet how glorious, how mighty our God is. Everybody in the church worldwide, Sunday, worshiping God, and Jesus is speaking to everybody all at the same time. How can a God do that? You, you can't just be a God. You have to be almighty. You have to be infinite. You have to be all-wise, all-knowing, omnipresent God. Come on, that's the God that you have to be. You have to be, that's who he is. And yet he knows everything about everybody. He knows your future, and, and he knows your future so good he can manipulate your future into a good, word, into a good way. Amen. Come on, he orders, the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Watch this. So he's redeemed you from the curse of the law. So, so I want to tell you, you may have no curse work operating in your life. Hallelujah. The curse has been broken over your life. Sometimes we go back and we start, we start going 10 generations back, this generation. We know there's generational. We know that stuff operates. But Christ, you know, you know when, when the law is laid down, a rule is passed, 
you can, and that's unalterable, unchangeable. You cannot manipulate that. It cannot be changed. If one plus one is two, you can never change that. Come on. You can deceive somebody that one plus one is three, but it will always and forever be two. Come on. So if Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law, you've been redeemed from every curse, come on, that could ever been placed. You've been redeemed from your curse, from your mama curse, from your papa curse. And sometimes we try to, we pray back how many generations. I know I've done that many times, hallelujah, because when you get, start to sinking, but then God says, stand up like a man. Where are you? Glory be to God. What does my word say? Oh, he have redeemed me from the curse of the law. Then that's it. What else is there? What else is there? He can't go on the cross no more and die because he's already done it. I can pray for two hours, but that's not going to redeem me from the curse of the law. I can do every good Christian work that I can think of. And it's still not going to redeem me from the curse of the law. Because if I can do it through my works, why would he have to go on the cross? Come on. So I just want to magnify him. So Jesus Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law, being made a curse for you. So the curse is broken over your life once and for all in the name of the Lord Jesus. So what you have to do is keep holding your confession of faith. So we don't deny the fact that, see, we're not denying the fact that, that we're in the world of tribulation. When tribulation comes upon us, sometimes generational things might come upon us. Come on, poverty, lack, want, need, come on, discouragement, whatever it is, come on, infirmity, the, these things come upon us, but we have the antidote, come on, and if, you're, if you have a problem, if you have a financial need, you go to a banker, if you have a physical problem, you go to your doctor, come on, so, so you can have the full package when you just go to Jesus, come on, because Jesus' word is gospel, it is medicine, Proverbs 4.20 says, my son, attend to my word, my son, my daughter, attend to my word, attend Tend to my word, incline thine ear unto my saying. Let them not depart from the midst of thine eyes and keep them in the midst of thy heart. Why? Because he says, for they are life unto those that find them and medicine, health, medicine to all your flesh. Glory be to God. Not some, but all of your flesh. Powerful. So the biggest thing the enemy wants you to do is take away your attention off the word. Once your attention is off the word, you don't know who you are. You don't know. You're going to be like that leper. Lord, if you're willing, I don't know if it's your will. And then i got to find out not only what his will is, what he's already done. Because why am I going to ask for something that he's already done? So what you do, you rise up in the midst of that situation, and you say, thank you, Father, that you redeem me from the curse of the law. Thank you that the curse has been broken to the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you went upon that cross and you redeemed me upon that cross 2,000 years ago and even before the foundation of the world. Thank you that it's been set up and I don't have to do nothing. I'm just receiving and I'm thanking you. I'm laying hold of that which you've already done, glory. And I ain't going to labor for it. I ain't going to, come on, struggle for it. The only labor and struggle we do is enter into that rest, Hebrews 3 and 4. That's the only labor because we always want to work. We always want to work. We always want to, come on, be approved. And we want to validate ourselves. Come on, when he's already done it. He shed his blood for you. Watch verse 14. And he, look what he says. That the blessing, in order that the blessing of Abraham might come unto the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles in Jesus Christ, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon you. So when are you going to get the blessing of Abraham? You've already got it. Come on. The blessing of Abraham come upon the Gentiles of Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. How do you receive the promise of the Spirit? It's through faith. So Christ redeemed you from the curse. You've received the blessing of Abraham. Come on. And you've received the promise of the Spirit. How many, how many pray for power? Go with me to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. And we're going to read verse 8. A lot of times we're saying, Lord, Oh, we need your power, Lord. We need your power. We need your power, right? And we do. 
right? And we cry out, we do, we do need his power, we need him excellent, we need it, we thirst, we, we, we need his, his, his majesty, his glory, his excellency. But watch this, uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Look what he says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit is come upon you. You shall receive power, come on, after the Holy Spirit is come upon you, come on, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. But that word power is supernatural, divine ability, supernatural, uh, uh, divine empowerment. So after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you're going to receive power. What did we read over there? Um, Galatians 3.14, that you might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So how many received the Holy Spirit? You got power, glory be to God. You have to just loose that power. How do you lose that power? By faith. What you say, what you do, your actions. You, you showed your power, supernatural power, just by giving in the offering. You showed your power over money. Because you said, money, you're not going to control me. I'm going to sow. I'm blessed to be a blessing. And you showed your power by, by releasing it because you know that when you release it, God has something to work with because we're working together with God. The Bible says in the book of Acts that they, through, through the hands of the apostle, God worked many miracles. Yeah. And you guys are the ones that he works through. You guys are the ones. We are the ones that God works through. So when we release that every week, come on, every Sunday, every Monday, every time you sow an offering, there's a place for God. You give place for God to move to see a supernatural harvest. And you're releasing power. You release power by your tongue. You release power by everything that you do. So watch, you got the power. You got the blessing. Watch uh, Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. I just want to show you a couple places this way so you know you got something. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Watch what he says here. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So, blessed be the God who has. Now, is he going to bless you with every spiritual blessing, or has he blessed you? He has blessed you. So you have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And you already got the blessing. Come on. You've got the blessing, every spiritual blessing. Look what he says in verse 4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, before the foundation of the world, you were chosen in him. Come on. You guys got to stand up and believe this and say, hey, and, and stand up in yourself and say, God chose me in him before the foundation of the world. You were chosen in him before the very foundation of the world. Watch this. That you would be holy and blameless, holy without blame, before him in love. Wow. Sometimes it's just like, it's like, whoa, that's like too good to be true. He chose you in him, blessed you with every spiritual blessing, been given to each and every one of you, predestined, come on, chosen in him before the foundation of the world, that you would stand before him holy and unblameable. Isn't that powerful? So when God's looking down at you, he's seeing you're holy. When you were crying, you are holy to him. He's looking back and saying, you are holy because he's looking and seeing the reflection of himself. Wow. Holy. Because why? Christ in you. He's seeing his son in you. Father seeing son in you. Christ in you. The expectation of glory. Chosen in him before the foundation of the world. Look what he says in verse 5. Having been predestined Unto us the adoption of sons, sons and daughters. So predestined. In other words, your life has been predestined. You're not an accident, glory be to God. No one's an accident. You've been predestined, foreordained. You're destined. That means your destiny has been preordered. Come on. Predestined to the adoption of children through Jesus Christ to himself. Watch this. To according to his good pleasure, the intention of his will. According to the good pleasure of his will. Isn't that powerful? It's his will, his pleasure. He predestined you as sons and daughters, given you the full package. Look what he says in verse 7, in him in whom we have the redemption through the blood, 
the forgiveness of sins and the forgiveness of trespasses or sins according to the riches of his grace. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. No wonder why when Jesus said, you know, in, in, uh, in Mark 16, he said, okay, go into all the world and preach the gospel. The gospel has always been good news. He says, preach the gospel to, good, to every creature. Preaching the gospel, it's been good news. And I love what he says in 2 Corinthians 5, he says that, 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 that God was in Christ, if you, you know, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing our trespasses unto, unto us. In other words, he came, say, I'm going to reconcile you back to me and not imputing your right or wrong. I'm going to lay that aside. I'm going to bring you back. And then he says he's committed us the word of reconciliation. But I believe it's in verse 21. It says, for he has made him, if you can turn that up there because I want you guys to see this. 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, for he has made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. And, and he made him or King James says, has made him. It's past tense, because made is past tense. Who knew no sin, that's Jesus, who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. How many pray say, Lord, make me righteous? Right? We say, Lord, make me righteous. Well, he's already made you righteous. Come on. It's not trick questions. I'm just trying to, you know what I mean? But he's, he's made you the righteousness of God. We're saying, Lord, make me righteous. No, you're the righteousness of God in him. Because Jesus, there's only one Savior. There's only one person that can make you perfect. There's only one person that can give you life and life more abundantly. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I've come for one purpose, that you might have life and have it more abundantly glory be to God and that's why I love when you go into the book of Hebrews it talks about covenants and covenants are testaments and that's a law book right covenant is a is a legal term as testament and, and I love what God says because the old one had fault God found fault with the old covenant so in other words if he found fault with the old covenant he says I'm going to put a new covenant come on and so we find out that Moses was a mediator of an old covenant and it was of the law and it's what you had to do and you had to work to save yourself and if you couldn't save yourself the animals had to be slain to cover your sins and the best they could do was just cover your sins come on and and even 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 as good as it was that they would have that one that one a day of atonement where where what would happen was that one sacrifice would wipe away a nation's sins come on one sacrifice of an animal come on can take away a nation's sin how much more so of a new covenant which God cuts with himself through his only son come on who works the covenant he becomes come on the cutter on both sides he becomes you and I come on and represents you and I before God that we can't do it because we're helpless we're dead in trespasses and sins we're without hope we're without covenant we're in misery come on and he comes in takes our place glory be to God and puts a new covenant because God says we got to put this one here away and put a new covenant, come on, a new testament, come on, oh, glory be to God. And he cuts it through the blood of the Lord Jesus, who not only, come on, does not become the sin for us, but he becomes the priest, gets back up out of the grave, and mediates this covenant. Oh, glory be to God. That's powerful. And so you have a covenant you have a covenant, so you've got to find out what the covenant says. How many have wills in their house? You have a will, right? You have a will, so something happens, glory be to God. Well, we're going to raise you back from the dead, hallelujah, so that don't matter, huh? might postpone it for a few years because the Bible says with long life, Jack, he's going to satisfy you, come on, and satisfy you with length of days. I'm telling you, come on, glory be to God. And so if something happens... Come on, and you don't have a will. They can come take everything that you have and wipe it away. The government, come on, will take it away. 
But if you have a will, that's a legal document, everything you have will be dispersed. Glory be to God. So Jesus has a legal document cut in blood. And if the blood of bulls and goats can wipe away nations, what can the blood of the Son of God, come on, do? What, how much sin can he take away? And so even if you can't believe for the nations of the world, because I believe for nations, glory, I believe for the whole earth, I believe for every nation, tribe, and tongue, but even if you can't, start with yourself. Can you believe that every sin, every iniquity, come on, that every trap, every curse, every wicked thing that would try to ensnare itself within your life, that the blood of Jesus is sufficient? Amen. Come on, you got to at least believe that. Come on, at, at the very least... Glory be to God. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, okay. I was just trying to go with that. I had something, but I was just, I was just like, okay. I know. But that's good, though. That's good. The blood, the new covenant. So, ultimately, find out what, it, what he says, and you've got to stand upon and believe and receive it, because it's already... Been cut, shed, given to you. And part of the covenant says that he says, I love what he says, he says that, that everybody, part of the covenant is that everybody's going to know him from the least to the greatest. So no one's disqualified out of this thing. The promise is that all of us are going to know him. Every single one are going to know from the least to the greatest. Oh Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. I want you guys to stand and believe with me tonight. We, and you know what? Just, just for the little, this is just little, I mean, you have to just keep soaking yourself the Bible says that we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And, and Joshua was told to meditate in this stuff day and night. Because how many know that, that, you know, we look at the book like as in a mirror, but then we forget what manner of man that we are. Because when circumstances rise, we forget already what has been given to us. And it's so easy to do, but that's how we just do. Just keep going back into the Word. But, but when, you, when, you, when you feel this and you see some of this, you get, there's a conviction there's a conviction that comes to you. You know, uh, part of the job of the Holy Spirit that he says in John 16 is that, you know, when, when he comes, the spirit of truth, he's going to convict the world of sin. And we know, we know that that sin is, we, we think once we become born again, that, that doesn't translate to us. But it always will. Because we always have to look to him to be the Savior all the time not just when we first get born again. And so the sin, the sin that Jesus said, he said that the Holy Spirit job is to convict, is that because we believe not on him. So every time we start believing that we try to validate ourselves for what you need, come on, because how many have needs here tonight? Healing, come on, you need a provision, you need a breakthrough, you need something in your life, salvation, you know, and, and, and doesn't matter, you know, because whatever circumstance that we're in, it's big. To some others, you know, that are going through it, it might not seem so big. But you know what? When we have a heart for one another, we know it's big. So we want, we want to work with one another and believe with one another. So, but it's big. But we got to realize that one thing. Let's be convicted tonight that we can't make that way out. That we're just going to believe and trust Jesus for what he's done. Healing is such a, a beautiful picture of who God is. You know, and healing is, is, I think, something that we will always need in our life. Always. Healing school. Because there's always a life of the flow of the impulse of the Spirit of God that flows within us. And we have to realize that, that you know, that it is. And be convicted of His will. See, so every time we don't believe on Him, it's, and we don't believe... Uh, uh, that it's his will, we miss the mark. That's the sin, you know? And it's like, no, Lord, it is his will. And, and, and I, that's why I believe for the heaviness and the weightiness of the, of the Holy Spirit to be convicted. Not only, you know, of, of the sin, he also says convict you of righteousness. 
The convictingness of the Holy Spirit is to convict who you are in Him, that you are made His righteousness. He's put a new cloth upon you. He's given you a robe of righteousness. And even though we've lost our identity because we act out of who we are, for as a man thinketh, we, we got to come back and be clothed into our right mind. And the Word, come on, the Word of God is given to us to straighten us, to bring us back into alignment. That you are blessed, that God wants to bless you even more than you even want to be blessed. But all He wants us to do is reciprocate and just believe tonight. So, Father, we just lift, come on, just lift up your hands and just surrender tonight. Father, we just surrender to you tonight. And, Father, I, I just pray that you search our hearts and go deep, deep, deep within us. And wherever we think that we have to respond in our own effort, in our own ability, that you would just, just take that off us tonight, take that heavy burden, because... Uh, the, the performance that we have to do unto you is a big job, Father. And we know that your word says all have sinned and come short of the glory. That we cannot come into this glory on our own. That Jesus takes us into the glory. That, that, that Jesus is the door. He's the entrance. He's the way maker. He's the path maker. And not only that, that, that through our Lord Jesus Christ, we've obtained the glory because Jesus, when you prayed, you've said the glory, Father, that you've given me, I've given them. So we thank you that we are in, seated with you in heavenly places tonight. Show us tonight, convict us tonight who we are in you. Convict us tonight that, Father, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Convict us tonight, come on, that greater are you that is within us than he that is within the world, that no matter what comes our way, we are more than conquerors. Because you said in the world we're going to have tribulation, but if our trust is in you, Jesus, we overcome because you are the one who has overcome. So we don't have to fight to overcome, but we rest in you tonight. Holy Spirit, convict us of the victory that you've given us. Come on, in the name of the Lord Jesus, through our King through. It is your will that we would have life and life more abundantly. It is your will that by the stripes of Jesus, come on, we were healed, not going to be healed. Therefore, healing is ours. Healing is yours. So if you need healing tonight, put your hand on yourself wherever you need healing and say, Father, I believe I receive my healing right now flows. Father, I believe that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, Romans 8, 11, dwells in me. And that same resurrection power of your Spirit is now quickening my mortal body. Right now, right here, right now, right, I'm not waiting because you, you, Lord Jesus, have given me this life through your death, through your burial and through your resurrection, we have life. That's the gospel, the good news. You heal the brokenhearted. You recover sight to the blind. You set at liberty them that are bruised. Holy Spirit, everyone here tonight that is broken in heart, I thank you for your healing presence right now. If you've been hurt, come on, and you've been wounded, and you've been trespassed, or whatever it is in your heart, just put your hand on your heart and right now and believe, come on, for the healing of the broken heart. Because Jesus said 2,000 years ago, this day, Scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. So that validates us that it's for here, right now, that same Spirit working inside you, healing the brokenhearted. Come on. Sometimes we're trying to fix somebody else around us, but when God fixes you, everything around you will be fixed. Come on. Thank you. I receive, Lord, healing of the brokenhearted. Wherever you've been bruised, crushed down, people trodden over you, 
There's healing for you tonight. Come on. There's healing. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. You don't have to wait till tomorrow, next week. You don't have to wait till, come on, a, a month from now. You don't have to wait, even say, this year, now, this day. Faith is now. Faith is not in a year. Don't look for years. Faith is now, 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 now. In eternal God, faith is now. Don't believe it's in your future. Believe it's for right now, right now, in every day. Healing of the brokenhearted, recover sight to the blind. Come on and set at liberty them that are bruised. Come on. So wherever we miss it, Lord, I thank you for light for upon our eyes to see. Let their eyes be open in the spirit. Let the eyes be open in our life till we know which direction to take. Let our eyes be open to behold thy word. Let our eyes be open that we may know the exceeding greatness of your power which you worked in Christ when you raised them from the dead. That you would give us a comprehending, understanding heart. And just like Proverbs says, we don't look to the rubies, we look to the knowledge. We don't look to the gold, we look to the information that comes from you, Lord. Thank you for eyes to be open. Come on, eyes to be open. Wherever you need direction, wherever you need something from God, I declare eyes to be open. I declare an understanding, an unction of understanding to come upon you tonight that God's going to say, come on, this is the way. Walk in it. And even if you don't even hear the voice, I declare the direction of God. The steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. And I declare that even from tonight that you're going to walk forth in the right path. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. He's attentive unto you. Because the part of the anointing that was upon Jesus was also to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, that you are accepted. You are not cast out. Come on. You are not cast out. You are accepted. God loves you the way you are. You don't have to be fixed. He will fix you. Come on. Don't let no one try to fix you. Come on. God will fix you and mold you and shape you. But he loves you just the way you are. He loves you just the way you are. And how do I know how much his love is for you? Because I know that if I can be evil and love my children, whether they are good or whether they are bad. Come on. If you're a parent, you know what it's like. You still love those kids, whether they do good things. And even when they do wrong, you still lavish and accept and love them. And if we in our humanness can do that, how much more so the divine love of God. Come on. Accept you tonight. Be convicted of that tonight. Because that's where in your confidence comes. The free gift. Salvation is the gift. Holy Spirit is your gift with his great love. Receive it tonight. Receive it tonight. Receive it tonight. Receive it tonight. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, we lay hands, but you take it right there. Remember when the Cornelius, the first uh, Gentile believers were saved? The Bible says when they were preaching Jesus, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. I've seen it many times that just people, the light comes on, the light comes on. When revelation light comes on, you got it. Hallelujah. You got it. It's yours. Walk with it. I hope you've been convicted and you believe, come on, who you are. Amen. Thanks for listening. We want you to experience all of what God has for you. Make sure to visit us in person or check out tgpoa.com for more information. We hope to see you soon.